What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. It's your girl, Asia Absin. That was hit different by Ty Dolla Sign featuring SZA. Um, those two artists on one track, I mean, ooh, feeling it. Ty Dolla Sign is a weirdo, but he keeps some bangers. So I'm rocking with that already. I've got a dope interview for you guys today. Jason K. Panda is with me, the condom king. He dropped so many jewels in this episode. It is insane. This one is packed. If you are an entrepreneur, if you are a budding business owner, this is the episode for you. Let's hop directly into it. Oh, and shout out to everybody who has been buying the Keep Pussy Expensive hats. They have been selling out like crazy. I think I only have black and red um, left right now. Oh, and one more thing. <laughs> I've got a bomb announcement coming for you on my Instagram in the next couple of days. So stay tuned for the Lux Life Academy drop uh, coming later this week. Now, let's hop into Jason. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying. Today, I am joined by Jason Panda, the condom king, <laughs> attorney turned CEO, trailblazer, safe sex advocate. I'm thrilled to have you with me today, Jason. Welcome. How are you? Nah, doing real, real well. Thank you so much. Definitely excited to be here today. Excited to, you know, share my experience, share a little bit about what we do. You know, that looking forward, looking forward to the convo. I like to hear that. Where are you in the world right now? Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Is that only because of the pandemic? Nah, nah, nah. You'll be able to find me in the A from here on out. <laughs> oh, oh. It, it's a permanent transition. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I you, know you're a big traveler, so I figured you were grounded um, because of COVID like I am. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely was. Um, I'm originally from like Massachusetts, so when okay. COVID first hit, I was visiting family there. And then like, even though I was, I've been in New York for a while. Uh, so like once it kind of let up, I decided to move the business from, you know, New York to Atlanta. So moving forward, you know, yeah, we're just going to be based in Atlanta. No need to go, no need to travel or anything like that. I see you are staying put. So mm-hmm. about this business, I just called you the condom king. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think my <laughs> listeners were ready for that introduction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, nah, nah, yeah, we so went, tell the people a little bit more the area. Well, about why def- you're the condom king. All right. Well, I will say this. This is definitely the area of the high rises, you know, so we 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 do condoms, not condos. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh but yeah, I run the only black owned condom company in the United States. How uh, was that possible? We just it's just one of those little niche areas that no one really thought about. Um that's, that's really insane. interesting. Like it had been tried before in the past, but none of the companies ever survived. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate in that I built the business like I left law a while ago. And then initially when I built it, I really kind of built it with a social impact kind of perspective. Right. One of the things that was important to me was kind of like the impact of teenage pregnancy, HIV and AIDS, you know, STIs. They were all kind of like dog whistles for what's happening amongst black people. And that's the way to like, the, you know, the mainstream communications would always talk about those issues. And when I thought about it, I was like, you know, why are kind of condoms a way to be able to protect against all of those 
but we don't have our own condom company. Right? <laughs> Mind blown. You know, I talk to my listeners all the time about um, kind of using your environment. Use the things that you hear on the news. Use the things that you see on social media. Some of that sticks to you and it sparks things in you, but you squelch it and it never why not take it as inspiration to offset the rest of your life and build a business behind it? So that's brilliant that you did that. Com- completely. And then also be able to look out, look at like how you can isolate out your experience and the experience of our community and be able to own that specific space. Right. Because I think like, you know, at least from a business perspective, one of the things that happened was during segregation, you know, these pockets were automatically owned by us. Mm-hmm. All right. But now because of like integration and the way kind of like business and the market works, we're now having to fight to make sure that our voice is heard. And then we can only do that if we find a way to isolate out our experience and then put it forward in a way that kind of like is representative of our culture. Um, and, 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 and that's what I've been trying to do. And that's been like my life purpose with this business. Now, is B condoms just black condoms? Because I'm here for that. <laughs> is that what the B stands for? No, I, 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 I will be honest. You know, shout out to Damon John. I never met him, but like that's kind of like our FUBU way. Like, you know, FUBU was for us, about us. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like B condoms, you know, it can be black condoms, but it can also, you know, be cool, be safe, be yourself. Gotcha. You know, be whatever you want to be, just be healthy. I right. like that. Okay, you fill yes. in the blank about what you want to be. Um, my listeners would say be rich because they already know the vibes. Because <laughs> we like a coin around here. Okay, yeah. so before we get too deep into the good stuff, okay, okay, I need a cocktail. It's noon in Miami. Um, you know we like the get drunk cocktail of the show. Please tell me you came today with a cocktail for me. I, I wish I could, but I'm in the middle of like management and kind of like doing a lot of work. So I will have you're the boss. You're the boss. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, you can have be- a cocktail whenever. I will have a cocktail in spirit, okay. but I may not be able to have one in, 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 Until in after like, five at least. Yeah, after five. After five, we would have been good. Okay, heard. Yeah. What would be your cocktail of choice? What would you recommend for the people? What do you drink when we're um, not in a pandemic and the vibes are open? I, I, I like I like jalapeno margaritas. So okay. I like I like that I like that little spicy stuff, right? All like, right, this is a tequila <laughs> show. This is a tequila brand, so mm. we vibe. Just tell me you don't drink Patron. I I can't I I. I Wow. <laughs> the disappoint, the ghetto of it all. The ghetto you know, I, of it all. I, I, I expected I, I more street. from a Morehouse man. Uh, you know, I, I, I love the streets. I, I got I to admit. Wow. <laughs> you know what? Let me, hey Siri, uh, send Jason a bottle of Casa Dragones. <laughs> ASAP. We're gonna graduate. Don't don't you worry. I'm gonna get you together. I'm gonna send you to a link to some blessings because we're not gonna promote that on my show. Y'all know we don't drink Patron. That's a whole nother episode. Let me let me reel you back and I'm in. How you with that nice buzz? You be leaning over to the left. You know you doing all right with you. yes because you've been poisoned by the project. So we're not we're not gonna promote Patron on this it's, here it's podcast. Trust, trust. As long as I ain't coming on talking about that Mad Dog 2020, you no. know. Those are shenanigans. That's beneath you. You're better than that. I can't even take it. Let's get back to business, Jason. So 
why condom? You know, of all the businesses in the world, what was it about the condom business that you loved so much that you were ready to leave your law practice for? You know, as a connoisseur, right, of like, you know, sex and the sexual experience, you know, like, but not really, really being honest, like I used to practice biopharmaceutical patent law, right? So like my area of patents really dealt with like HIV and AIDS and kind of like making sure those rules were kind of enforced mm-hmm. for like big pharma. That's wild. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Like, like, no, nah, I made good bank. It was a good career. Like if you wanted a career and you wanted something that was stable. Yeah. But for me, it's always been about kind of like merging my passions with my career. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I was always of the mindset that I wouldn't mind taking two steps back to take five steps ahead. Amen. Come on. So like when when what happened is growing up, my mother used to run a detox and transitional care facility. Okay. So for like drug alcohol addicts and, you know, like like that type. And it was primarily the only black one run black run one in Massachusetts where I was from. So growing up, I had always kind of like lived in a cocoon where like just being in comfortable black spaces was always that way, as especially as it came to work. But going into law, I was like the first black dude hired in five years. Right. So like you come from that experience and you're like, you know, that there's a better way. Mm-hmm. So when when I came up with the idea, I ran it by her. She's like, yo, I think that would be awesome. Right. Like it makes sense. And to me, it was like the last element of nightlife that we hadn't disrupted. Mm-hmm. So if you think about like the different areas of like clothing, liquor, music, actual ownership, all that, we we had spaces within all of those, but not the condom, which was the end of it. And then when I looked at it and I was like, you know, not only could I like come up with a cool brand, I can save my people. Ooh, okay. Right? A word. So literally, like to me, like our our motto of protect the culture has a lot more meaning and a lot more kind of like, you know, passion when when I when I talk about it. So that's when I traveled to Thailand, Malaysia, China, because uh, I was trying to see how the big boys doing it mm-hmm. and how can I make sure that, you know, my product would be a lot better. So, you know, once I was able to source something that would be really easy on women's pH levels, you know, vegan friendly, organic, odorless, so that, you know, after we even have sex, you know, I ain't got to worry about my hands smelling all funky. I ain't got to wear like all of that is is cleared. And I was like, all right, it's time for war. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I launched and it's been a battle ever since. I love that energy. Just protect the culture, period. Um, So many of us only care about making money and there's nothing wrong with making money obviously my show is called get rich i'm about Mm -hmm. that but (laughs) if you can and not even if because i think it's attainable in all businesses in all businesses you can Mm -hmm. multitask you can do Mm -hmm. both you can take for yourself while giving back to your community uh locally and at large like you can do both and those businesses are going to be touched by the universe and blessed and grow tenfold over somebody that is only about the money come uh, a, a, a thousand percent and then one of the things you know that i'm always really big on as well is you can make money and also just focus on your own people mm-hmm. right because i think a lot of times we we push so heavily for like crossover appeal mm-hmm. you know to try to appeal to everybody let me tell you this blacks spend 300 million dollars a year in condoms uh, american yeah. dollars american dollars oh. in the oh. u.s and we the only one in the space. So That's people insane. be like, you know, Jason, y'all got to market white folks. Y'all got to do this. What about? I'm like, dude, if let me let me focus on my people. It's the Tyler Perry model. Gotcha. Right? Like, yep. And look at him. Just became people. a billionaire. Yeah. 
And then and then what happens is as long as I'm able to speak the voice of my people, protect my people, bring bring our experience, bring our culture and and, and keep it in a way at which we're all able to win. Right. Mm-hmm. Everything I ever dreamed of can be can can be accomplished. And that's one thing I know for sure. And furthermore, black people make everything cool. Yeah, it just, it just is what oh. it is. So once it, black people decide it's lit, it's every, a trickle down effect. Everybody else will jump on the bandwagon. So why thousand, not focus on us? I love that. A, th- a thousand percent. So that's why, like, no matter what I, well, no matter what you see coming out of our space, I own black owned. I don't, I don't, I don't bow my head about it. I don't, I don't shirk around it. This is me. This is what I do. And this, these are the people I target. And, you know, but, you know, as as a fellow black person, one of the things challenges within doing that is, you know, there are different black experiences. Like being black isn't just like one universal thing. Right. So it's like so it's like how do you communicate with the different experiences around being black? Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's a hood crowd, there's a professional crowd, there's a, there's a every day like and but I think the good thing about sex and then the good thing about relationships is a lot of those experiences cross over, right? 100%. Everybody's had a sexual experience. Everybody's had a relationship. So no matter yeah. what your particular like, flavor of black with somebody that them broke their heart. Everybody yes. that dealt with a situation where like, I don't like. Been so there, done I, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like so I that. Think. Protect the culture, folks. Let me write that down on my something somewhere. <laughs> Because I need to be doing the same with all this coin I'm making. But that's kind of a part of the podcast, you know, is that I'm talking to people like you who need to spread this message um, to my audience, to your audience. This is this is good vibes. I'm excited about you, Jason. I knew you had the sauce. (laughs) I knew it. I got another question for you. So what gave you the balls to tackle an industry that had been monopolized by a thousand pound gorilla like Trojan. And what advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs who want to do the same? I would say, like, I knew I could do it because, like, I believed in my ability. And I'll just say, like, rock solid. Um, Step one is I left, like, and and let me take a step back real quick, right? When I left law, I was making 200,000 a year, right? I I, I was living, paying $700 a month rent, with a couple of my boys and I was saving everything. I didn't have a car, right? Like I don't, I don't got jewelry. I ain't flossy. I ain't icy. So I left with a with a bankroll. Got it. Right. So I had already known when I left that I would have been good with zero income for at least two years. And at that point, I would have been able to adjust how, how whether this was a battle that could be won. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think what happened was earlier on. I could see that Trojan was a paper champ. They just hadn't ever had any competition. Because mm. if you look at the number two and three, lifestyles, everybody knows they're cheap. And Durex ain't nobody feel one way or another about them. Mm-hmm. Right? And even if you look at it now, on the Nielsen reports, you know, the people that do like sales reports, 19 out of the top 20 condom products are all Trojan or Trojan extensions. Mm-hmm. They own the market. They own the market. So they what the- gave you the balls to say, well, here I come. I just knew they I, I I knew that they didn't speak to our people at that point. They weren't even showing black people on ads. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Right. So like and even if you look at now, like who are they really putting money into the community with? No one. 
Mm-hmm. What are they really doing for like them teenage girls are underserved schools around human trafficking, around HIV and AIDS, which were disproportion- disproportionately impacted? They ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And if you look at their board, there's no black people on their board. Oof. You look at their marketing squad, they got one black person and like everybody else is white, right? It, it's and that, yet that we're the model. largest buyers. And we're right. giving them $300 million a year. Damn. Oh, that makes me sad just to think Right? That. Like, so when I looked at that, I was like, if every black person has is kind of like me, where like you may not ask for everything, but you got to be fair here. Right. Like you just ain't going to be taken from us and not contributing back to where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. And you got to put our people in positions at least where we're able to lead our own voice and our own communication and, and, and lead our own strategy. And I was like, you know, why try to work within a system if I can own the system? Right. That's the energy so, right there. And, and, and then when I thought about it, I'm like, yo. 10% of the black market alone is $10 million. So if you can just get million. 10%. I, 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 10% gets me $30 million. And I know how we would be able to let, like, I hire more black people than all of the others combined. Right? And we ain't, we ain't nowhere near that size. Mm-hmm. But to go back to that, I just knew, I knew that they could be beat. And I knew it in my deep soul from the response that I got from black people that were like, wow, it's different. It makes sense. And this ought to be part of our culture. And I think that that's the same feeling that you get that other people get when they hear about it and they see how we're going about it. I may not do everything right, but I'm doing it from a from a good space and I'm trying to do it in a way that creates change. And so what I would recommend to anybody else is. Don't allow outside factors to to shake your confidence because no one's going to be able to see it until it gets to a level at which everybody can see. Right. So like, yeah, you look at me now, 5000 square foot warehouse. We got office spaces. We got all of this. That is different from when I started in my apartment. A hundred percent. Right. Like my first warehouse was my apartment outside of my apartment. I went to a U-Haul storage. Right. Like I literally got it from the mud. Right, same. Like, <laughs> same. Hello, U-Haul. Hey, y'all. If you want to give me a sponsorship deal, if anybody yeah. at U-Haul is listening, <laughs> but, me but, and every entrepreneur that's been on my show <laughs> has the same freaking story. So, yes, Jason, I feel you on that. And and that's because a lot of us were so undercapitalized, right? That you had it, no other choice. No other choice. And it's just gonna take so long for you to get to a level at which you can then be able to move your weight around. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I were ever at that point, I could beat them. Like they may be able to keep me out of the game, but the moment I get into the game, it's oh, they're over. Done. It's I over. I love it. That is the energy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, just a, a takeaway from that for all my budding entrepreneurs: don't ask people for advice on your plans. Do the shit and then get feedback. Mm-hmm. Just do it the other way around. I promise you, it is a life hack. It is a business hack. Do not have analysis paralysis. Don't have imposter syndrome. Do the thing and then find your target audience and ask them what they need and what they think about it. Stop planning everything and running it by your uncle at the gas station. He's not your target market. He don't have nothing of value to add to you. That is just going to send you down a downward spiral. You don't need that in your life. Or as Kanye says, you ain't got the answers. They ain't Period. Got the answers. Who's sway? Who got the answers? Not you. And no money. You don't have money or answers, so you can say that. Oh, please. We can talk all day about it. Don't even get me started. Okay, so your brand's Instagram is epic. <laughs> I stress over and over again how imperative it is for millennial entrepreneurs to tackle IG head on because it can be a press machine. It can be a money machine. 
what has been the secret sauce to you getting awesome engagement for that channel? For us, it's 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 really been data and feel driven. Right. So like I'm a I'm a, I'm a, I'm a data hacker like there's no tomorrow. Right. Okay. And I'm always and I'm always looking to see what's spark, working, like what's working and what's not. Right. And my my mentality towards social media is if it doesn't spark a reaction then it's not worth posting. Mm, OK. Right. Like, like <clears throat> so a lot of times people are just post to post. So it's just that they're showing something. But if you're a company like mine where we're not necessarily moving heavily on TV or radio or some of these others, I need to allow that engagement and I need to keep people that we capture. Mm -hmm. All right. So if you're not really sparking something or if you're not really trying to like build a community, then you're not really going to be able to get to the next level. So I'm always looking at what's working, what isn't working, what are people responding to, what are they not responding to? And then maybe what can I try that may work or may not? Right. Mm-hmm. Like I may try some things that people all oh, people get all oh, people get so upset at some of the things I try. But it's like you got to put it out there. Right. Give like, me an example. What tell the people about a failure? What did you try <laughs> on social media? That was an epic fail. And then uh, how would you kind of pivot and get out of that? But but I, I'll tell you, I don't consider it an epic fail mm-hmm. if it gets a lot of engagement. Right. Like, okay. you know, some people will say all press is in good press. Right. Mm-hmm. So like. I know that like 70% of, and I'll, I'll talk about a recent post, right? And this one's, man, has gotten, gotten so many, so many comments. It's, it was like, I know most of our women are professional black women, right? Okay. I'm a regular dude, right? Like I I, I love my women, all that other type I'm of stuff. I'm already worried about where this is going. I'm concerned. <laughs> but carry on. So, you know, part of this is like, you know, you always hear like, and you know, you'll, you'll talk to black, oh yeah, you know. We, we stable. We got our money. Right. We got our cars. You know, we independent. And I was like, you know, and then you also hear a lot of times about like, you know, men's pull out game be super weak. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, why don't I converge those two? Right. Oh. And come up with a post. Right. And I was like, you know, I'm coming up with all of, with all of the captions as well. Right. So I was like, you know, when it, it had something to do when 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 Bay. No, you know, knows you're loyal, got a, got a, got got your own car, got your own house or whatever. And his pull and I was putting it together as like my man's pull-up game's a little bit weak, right? Mm-hmm. Like so he was finishing inside of her. And mm-hmm. I was like, make sure, like ladies, you know, word to the wise, make sure you stay protected with B condoms. That was like the bottom caption or whatever. But up top okay. it just said, you know, when when Bay knows that you got <laughs> you got a house, a car, a stable job, and you loyal, and it shows him coming inside of a chick, right? Got it. So he's trying to trap her. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. The Oakley Doakley. Mm-hmm. They got into all consent and <laughs> rape and uh, they just did that and like, oh, they were hot. Got you. Down. I done got five or six DMs talking about that's offensive and I want to support your brand, but how did you? you doing the most. Got you. But you know. That right, that post also got more likes, mm-hmm. more shares, and mm-hmm. more comments than anything I ever did. See, well, and that is a huge <laughs> lesson. Like you're going to get negative feedback, you're going to get haters, you're going to get yeah. naysayers, you're going to get people that are offended. Yeah. And you're going to get traffic and engagement and, and shares and, and, and likes and views and followers and money. Exactly, and it led to more followers than we had gotten on any of our other posts, right? Mm-hmm. So not to say that, you know, we got to do it every week, but like right. I'm learning that like a little outrage is good. Not, not a little outrage is good. Outrage, you know, pushes them brand ahead and, and you're going to 
always gain more people than you're going to lose. Right. Yes. Like, and, and I think that's part of it or whatever. And then the other part about it, which is something I'm pretty excited about, is now we're starting to partner up with a lot of the comedians. Right. OK. Because like they got much, much bigger platforms mm-hmm. and they can be able to incorporate safe sex and that messaging along with condoms in a way, in a little bit more way that's sometimes more organic. risky or, whatever, or an organic than okay. what we could do directly as a brand. That's brilliant, really. Brilliant. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so like right now, like our our we, we added maybe like 500 followers in the last couple of days. And it was all just from what, like one post that one of the comedians had done that do found out about it. Say, oh, let me get your product. Da, 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 da. Gave it to him and, and and now look what happens. So, you know, a lot of it's just learning. Like nobody could have told me this a while ago, but as you're in it and you're trying to figure out how do you do it better, you're adapting and you're adjusting as you go. That's brilliant. IG is a monster. It has to be used. Every single millennial entrepreneur should be on Instagram, marketing on Instagram, period. Mm. There is money to be made today. Oh. And you are tripping <laughs> if you are not taking advantage of it, especially because they say we spend, what, four hours on yeah. social media anyway? Why yeah. are you just consuming content when you can be making it, building community, making an impact, getting paid? I mean, I just, I don't know what else the people want from me. I've done it all. I told you. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving free game out left and right. But y'all don't listen to me. I'll just be talking to myself sometimes. Anyway, back to be condoms. At, at, I, do, I got some of the answers. You share you share in the game. I share what I learn. Facts. Um, so in this next phase of B condoms, you're moving from e-commerce to brick and mortar. Like both of my brands are online only, so I can't speak to physical retail. Tell me a little bit more about why you're pivoting and the challenges your business is gonna face going from online to retail. Um, the pivot is because the bulk of money is non is non online is not online, right? Okay. And condoms are more of a spot purchase. Right. So, um, you know, people are only going to buy so many condoms online. Right. So one of the things and, and there's actually going to be two pivots. One of them just hasn't been announced yet. Um, one of the pivots is an expansion of our product list online to more types of products that will be able to round out the sexual experience. Mm-hmm. Right. That are traditional, more online purchases. Right. So you'll get like the enhancement creams. Okay. You'll get the, you know, what what. Well, I'll be the first to announce it to y'all. You'll get the vibrators. Amen. Right? <laughs> this is what the streets want to know. This yeah, is, yeah, 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 This yeah, is yeah, valuable yeah, yeah. So, tea that we uh, so, know. So, so for the seventy percent of ladies that make up our, our our main buying, we are expanding into that. A small. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. Seventy percent of your clientele is women. Of our online buyers, yeah. Get out. Yeah. Why yeah. is that? professional women plan ahead women that are buying online plan ahead well shout out to y'all like, <laughs> out to us. get out she said buddy yeah. ain't gonna catch me slipping i got <laughs> oh well yeah. high five to y'all girls okay i'm shook okay well anywho if, yes if not 75 Yes, That's insane, and you're going to reward them with vibrators. Exactly. Look at God. And See, when you do while, it, still, you while still, and we and we tested it with women or whatever, and what that also does is it increases our average purchase purchase as well, mm-hmm. right? Because vibrators they can come in anywhere from 100 to 200, 100 to 175 or so, whereas that's like 10 packs of condoms. Right. Right. And nobody's buying 10 packs of condoms at a time. Nobody's like buying that. 10 packs of condoms, but 
if I now be able to like the girl who may say, oh, wow, I've heard about the be condoms vibrator. It's so good. She may I, I may be able to give it a condoms for free if you're going to buy a vibrator right, at that point. And you know, still, we're going to touch on that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of this is kind of like expanding our brand okay. now that we have kind of like a budding community. Mm-hmm. And then for men, we're last minute buyers. We're spot purchasers. Okay. Right? So really, the, and, and the bulk of the industry is in re- is brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. So that's why for us the next level is learning how to compete where all of the big where all of the where all of the bigger conglomerates play. Right. So that's why even on that side we're gonna start regionally, like initially Atlanta focused at first, um, Atlanta Metro, and then be able to grow from there. You know, next stop Miami, obviously. Uh huh, Southeast. <laughs> <laughs> because these heathens, let me tell you something. These local Miami heathens, uh. <laughs> They need all the access to condoms that they can possibly get. This is the headquarters of the shenanigans. So you make sure. That's because y'all got that trucks. good weather, man. It's like, yeah, what do you expect folks to do? You know, you got that good weather. Women be keeping their bodies right. You like, yep. you know, so they just come out here and clown. But we got to protect the culture. Yeah. I just learned from Jason. Thousand so. percent. Thousand percent. A little bit of both. What challenges would you say you're going to face uh, diving into retail? Or have already faced. Yeah, yeah. For us, because we're one of the first, um, really kind of finding like different either mass market stores, like the two challenges depending upon the the category, right? So with drug and pharmacy, like drugstores, Walgreens, CVS, whatever, um, it's getting them to see that, that there is value in it. Right. That there's value in carrying a minority brand. No different than I'm sure a lot of the people that went into hair care or some of the other industries that's had kind of like that challenge. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're like, are there enough black people to buy to make a market? Right. So I think that's a challenge that we come across against mainstream stores, as well as Trojan really doesn't want us in the space. Obviously, because you got to think if we come in, we're potentially knocking 30 percent of their revenue. Right. Right that's off the top. Mm-hmm. Right, like, hey, like, yeah, keep these dudes out. Yep. We do not want them any anywhere near us. That's right? crazy. And what's to say Trojan doesn't want to just cut them a check and say, "I'll give you a million dollars not to carry these condoms." Thousand percent. That's what I would do. Yeah, yeah, a, th- a thousand percent. And literally, what they're already doing now is because Trojan not only has the Trojan condom line and Magnum, they also have Arm and Hammer. They also have, you know, the different pregnancies. So they're saying, you know, if we don't gain profits on these products take some of the profits out some of the others so they're already coming from a position of strength Mm -hmm. right so that's really what our challenge is amongst mainstream kind of stores now amongst the local convenience we got a completely different animal right everybody that's ever been inside one of these convenience stores in the black neighborhoods knows the majority of them we don't own right right so like not more greater than 90 percent of stores lower income convenience gas and um convenience stores gas ga- like gas stations and like liquor stores are owned by people outside of our culture correct all right and what happens with them is they're literally selling just what sells period yeah they don't care period. so yeah with with the convenience stores the challenge there is that nearly all of the convenience stores in black neighborhoods aren't owned by black people Right. And they're only selling what's available to them or what they already know has like massive demand. So whereas like what a lot of stores, they'll be able to like buy a certain amount of your product, put it in there, test it out. None of them are going to put up any dollars. Right. So literally, even the launch that we're going to be doing, our first set of product is kind of like we're giving it to them for free. 
And we're going to be like, we're going to drive demand. And this is just part of what you have to do as an entrepreneur and when you're getting into other markets. So we're going to give them the product for free. I'm going to say as we drive our demand, we're going to we're going to supply directly. And here goes what the reorder price is. See, that's exactly what I wanted to touch on. I'm so glad you made that segue. Easy for me. Um, (laughs) Free samples. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. many millennial (laughs) entrepreneurs I find are averse to the word free. They don't understand that if you believe in your product and your product is quality, giving it away for free um, is the biggest sales lead that you could ever have. And that goes for people like me that sell digital products, who sell e-commerce products, who sell physical products. If you believe in it and your shit is A1, the best thing you can do is give it away for free, provide that value because then they will be begging to give you money. They'll be looking for you. So can you talk a little bit more about how that free sample thing has worked out for you? Yeah, so for us, that, that free sample is key. And it's literally part of our, it's part and parcel with what we're going to be doing in retail, mm-hmm. right? So even part of like our upcoming Atlanta launch, one, one of the things that we had decided to do is we said, hey, you know, we care about black male health, right? We also need to get a way to be able to sample, you know, our product for people that are going to be able to buy it in stores. Why don't we go and set up inside, set up a stand inside, you know, a certain number of barbershops, let's say 150 barbershops all across Atlanta, where people can sample a product. So we're literally probably going to be giving away, an announcement hasn't been fully made yet, but we're probably going to give away about 300,000 condoms. Which is insane. Throughout Atlanta, right? But for us, here goes the flip side of this. We have government business, right? Because that's what the foundation was built on. So what, what we're planning on doing is saying, hey, barbershops, Give this out to all of your people. We need to target black men. You are the you are the center spot for black men. If you really want to support us, when you run out of this, call your local health department. Here goes the woman's number. Here goes her email. Let her know you want be condoms because the health department is generally doing it on their own. Mm-hmm. But since we don't have the health department buying from us directly, we'll be able to drive our own revenue by then sending the barbershops to them to then handle all of the refills. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so Let the health department allow... do the dirty work. Mm-hmm. So and we're gonna, then the we're money gonna... goes back in your pocket. Exactly. So we're going to take the first hit, right? right? Like I'll take the first hit. But for Rhea, but what that hit will allow us to do is say, hey, all your people, you're now going to see it in the convenience store. Mm-hmm. You're now going to see it in the liquor store. You're now going to see it. And if you want refills, because all your people are like, yo, we love that black owned. Where da, da, can da, I get da. some more? Where can I call the health department and then they'll buy from me? Got it. Got it. Got it. Got so it. So it, it's 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 it serves two purposes all at once. I'm a big fan of that. Why do you think uh, so many people do shy away from the free sample kind of concept, or what do they not know about it? Like it, I preach this, but, it, but put the people on. It it costs money, right? And I think be, like every step that like I couldn't have done this two years ago, three years ago, right? Gotcha. So what happens is you know when you don't have a lot of money. And that's where, like, when we're talking about, you know, Black Lives Matter, economic and, like, independence and everything else, when you're undercapitalized to begin, it's a lot more difficult to be able to do things that you would generally like to do if we were financed like these white companies, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I can only do that now because the business is at a place and space where I can afford to give away $300,000 because I know I'm going to be able to make that money back up 
through government and through retail, right? Mm-hmm. And I real and I also understand that there's no place I'm going to get carried unless I do that. Right. <laughs> right. Like so you don't really have an option. And I don't it's an the option. best thing for your business. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't got an option if I want to take this business as big and as far as I really want to do. And you can, and you will. We are behind you. Exactly. We are excited. I'm protecting <laughs> culture, honey. I'll, that's that's the motto for the day. Like, I am pumped about it. Uh, so what message do you want to share with the community regarding safe sex? Like, what is your personal message? What's the brand's message? Hit us. Pr- protect us. All right. My message around safe safe sex is to always be protected. Um, and if you're and if you're going to make the decision not to use protection, be comfortable enough to have that conversation and have that communication with your partner. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think what always generally happens is, you know, people get worked up, they get spurred a moment. And then, you know, by the, by the time they acknowledge, like, what's really happening there, it's four too late. In, and it's like, oh, all right. It, Everybody's you know, looking something. stupid. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I already got it. So I might as well just finish it off. Right. Yeah. Like. Don't be dumb, y'all. Please do better. Jesus. So, yeah. So my message is kind of two parts. Right. So I think that's definitely one part. Right. Like try to try to be open and understanding enough to say, hey, you know, like what happens if right. Like it's better to address things before as opposed to later. Mm -hmm. And then also be open and comfortable enough to have those conversations with them teens that are just getting into those ages where they're going to be engaging in sex. Right. Because I think a lot of what happens is people will be able to see like their little brother, their little sister, their little nephew. Right. And you can already look and know shenanigans are afoot. Shenanigans are afoot. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it is up to us, the uh, the older ones, the elders of the community, even if you five or ten years older than them, it is up to you to be that big brother, big sister, big cousin. Put that shoulder, you know, uh, that arm out for them to lean on in a safe space. They can't go to their parents. They they just can't. They can't go to their teachers. They're going to go to their friends and get dumbass advice. And it's going to be shoulda, woulda, coulda when somebody comes up pregnant or sick. Yes, yes. It is our duty to reach out to them because they're not going to reach out to us. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And, 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 And those are kind of like the two key areas that I see that if I'm like, you know, if I can initiate the conversation and make a difference and make make us feel comfortable as a community with addressing those two specific pain points right then i'll then i could say i did a lot of good in the community that's right? awesome um so yeah so though th- th- that that's our message and that's kind of like w- w- what the two areas I'm, I'm really trying to address and uh you can't say it enough you cannot overstate yeah. it those are two areas where we can not only address it for our generation but we can also make sure that the next generation feels a lot more comfortable than and we ever did. like you know for me it's always important not only to say that you know you know we're picking up the torch for people that came before us right so when i'm looking at business people i'm looking at like the masterpiece of the world i'm looking at like those guys that like, you know, the Nipsey hustles the you know, the folks that kind of built it from bottom up. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking from afar and I'm seeing, all right, they did it this way. They did that. They did this. They did that. And trying to apply that to like my own business experience. Right. So if we can do that for safe sex with our own generation, but then be able to move us ahead and pass a torch for the next generation, that generation that comes behind them will feel a lot more comfortable being able to address these issues. And hopefully that will decrease the health disparities that we find in our own community. And between HIV, 
COVID, Trump. You know we have enough. <laughs> ain't it enough going on with y'all? Can we just do the bare minimum and wrap it up? So many things are trying to kill us. Just come on. This is easy. And it's vegan. You know, we are plant-based yeah. pussy over here, yeah. so we yeah. it, fully support. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, it, definitely no animal products. Amen. You know, it's organic, it's vegan, no spermicide, you know, no parabens, no glycerin. Like, you know, we, 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 it's, it's a higher end product, right? Yeah. And it's a higher end product that we offer at a more affordable cost as well. Um, so that's why, like, I don't got to be, you know, the Balmain of the condoms. Like, I ain't trying to make it so, <laughs> so, like, so high price that it's $75 each. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, don't get gotcha. me wrong, you know, if, if we end up doing some like, you know, artist integrations or somebody want to do a special edition, yeah, they may be able it. to say, you know, I want ours to be like a, but that's, that's on them. But for mass market, I just want to make sure that we're focusing on the needs of our community. I like that because we are protecting the culture. Okay. That, I'm <laughs> telling you, that's my vibe for the day. Uh, <laughs> what's one thing you wish you knew before law school? What's one thing you wish you knew before you started your business? Uh, one thing I wished I, I, I would have known before law school is that I wouldn't be practicing law. <laughs> that was a lot of time and money spent for something you ain't doing. Man, let me tell you like that. And that's why less- I asked the question. I know so many people who have advanced degrees that they have literally never, ever used. Yeah. And my student loans up their ass <laughs> that they're yeah. paying for for degrees they never use. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and and that's real because I think a lot of times, you know, we're so guided by what we think is right or what, what our parents say is right. What our parents say, what the optics of it look like, and then you get in there, and you're like, yo, what the hell am I doing? It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, like there got to be a better way. Like I don't know what it is, but like, yo, this ain't it, right? right. Like. So I would say that would be the biggest lesson for law. And before my business, the biggest thing that I would tell myself is just trust the process. Mm. Um, I think there, like, like in any business or anything that you ever try to do, there may come times at which you may not be sure. There are gonna come come times where like it, it's gonna look really really dark. Come times where you may have to handle like a second job to be able to hold this up. Absolutely. But to just like you know you're gonna stay the course. Um, and then trust that if you do it the right way, the right pieces will come in place. I like that. Push through. And just that last note on school. Yeah. I tell my listeners over and over again, if you're just going to school because your parents want you to go, Don't waste that your- ain't it. Don't that waste is- your time and your money. If you do <laughs> not have a defined, clear path that mm-hmm. requires mm-hmm. a degree, like if you don't want to be a scientist yeah, yeah. or you know a chemist a or something, or something like specialized that. like that, leave it alone. Leave it alone. leave it alone. It is a waste of time and money. It is a scam. And people that are mavericks and are entrepreneurs and are business minded hire people with degrees. Yeah. You go to you school to learn to be an employee. You don't learn to school. You don't go to school to learn how to be a business owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all of this you're gonna have to learn day to day. Like, yes, you gotta get in the trenches and figure. Gotta get it out. in the trenches. Ain't ain't nothing you can read in a book that's gonna show you how to handle any of this. Never. Never. I couldn't agree more. And then you wind up with you know seventy thousand dollars in debt, and mm-hmm. you can apply for a job that's gonna pay you twenty seven dollars an hour. Who got the time? Yeah, yeah. And you're giving up four or five or seven years of your life. Easy, 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 easy. 
Yeah. It's a scam. Yeah, we could do a whole other episode about that. But <laughs> moving along, before I let you go, I need a book recommendation from you. I need a get rich tip. Hit me with the book first. Tell me about a book that has changed your life or your entrepreneurial journey. Like, I'll just tell you that the first book I read was probably the most powerful book I ever read in my life. Really? Tell me. The autobi- Autobiography of Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Any, mm-hmm. any person that hasn't read that cover to cover, and I probably read that book three different times in my life. Okay. Um, To me, as like a black man and just somebody that kind of like, you know, the experience and the culture and the history of this whole thing is just runs like real, real deep into me. Like his voice reflected a lot of thoughts were in a lot of different ways. Okay. Um, and, and I just genuinely think that helped me kind of maneuver in a way at which, you know, we could just find our own sense of peace and our, and our own sense of knowing. Um, so I would like, you know, that's one book that I would definitely recommend that anybody read, like, but, but mainly for like, you know, I'm speaking from like a black male perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of my tips. Yes. Get rich tip of the week. Get Hit rich me. tip number a week. Always live below your means. Ooh, come on. Are you talking to me or what? <laughs> Why do I have the McLaren yeah. website open knowing damn well I don't need to buy a new car? So Go, talk to me directly, Jason. Tell me about myself. Let please. me tell you this. My dad always told me the tide goes out, the tide comes in. Mm, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes your money's going to be great. Sometimes your money's going to be really slow. All right? And as an entrepreneur, that's even more of the case. Right. Like, Literally from week to week, it can be crazy. Week to week. Week to week. Sometimes month to month. Right. Like, like um, and what I've always part of the reason that I've always been secure and that I've always kind of like kept a long approach to it is because I've always had a buffer. Okay. Right. And sometimes that buffer is less, sometimes it's more, but that buffer only exists because I'd, I've, I've, I've never splurged or really lived to my lifestyle. Gotcha. Don't be wrong. There's going to come a chance because it's gonna, there's going to come a time right. when all of a sudden you're going to pull up and Jay may be in a 15, 20,000 square foot home. And but you now deserve. That place. I would I'm I'm more of the mindset I'll hold off until I can ball like I want to ball all of the way. I don't need that mid-level balling, right? Yeah, like, come when on, I, when I, mid-level balling. <laughs> Snatch me up. Tell me about myself. Mid-level but wow, you just called me broke. I appreciate that. <laughs> Let me I get my life together. Going. No, but I you're hundred percent right. No mid-level balling. If it's not all the way top tier, if don't I'm even flex, do I'm it. Flex. Like, like and, and when I flex, the flex will be so real, right? It will be felt. Got it. <laughs> it's gonna be like shake the ground, like oh damn. I like that. Okay. <laughs> Living below your means. That's, I mean, that's a crucial, crucial puzzle piece to understanding uh, your budget, your finances. And and, 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 and and the downside of mid-level balling, right, is you're always going to adjust your living to your, to your, to your income. Okay. So there, the, like, there's no limit on mid-level balling, right? So if you bring in two, you're going to live at two. You bring in five, you're going to live at five, right? Yep. Whereas if you just hold all of that off, and then when you get to wherever you want to get to, then it's like, I'm going to shake the ground now. And then you're good. Right. Like you had like and, and then it also keeps you a little bit more focused because you can set bigger goals. Right. Like okay. my goal and, and God, like ho- hopefully I'll be able to get this at some time before I die. Like I want to own an island. 
right? you deserve. I, I'm here for I, it. I don't blink about it. I mean it. I know it I just can is what it. it is. It is what it is, right? So like when I get to that point at which I can be like, yo, this is the island. This is where all of my family going to be able to come back to for holidays, for all of this and that. I know that I did it, right? Like, but do I need uh, uh, a, uh, a Tesla in the mid in the midtime just to show that what I'm getting? Nah, I'm I'm, I'm good with my. I'll just wait top. till the island come through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when cats look up and they're like, "Damn, this dude just bought this," they gonna they gonna know I'm ready. I'm ready to live to my lifestyle. That is nuts. Own an island, you know? I love it. I just love it. I need to have bigger freaking goals because I never even thought about buying an island. And I live in Miami. It's eight thousand of them in front of my house. I need to look into that. Who do I know? selling islands i like that jason that is brilliant the panda islands i'm here uh, for them. kept 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 in the generations won't be able to be sold so as long, as long as any of my progeny is around they will always have a place to go that is brilliant that i mean you can't leave it no better than that do you have any last words for the people how can they get in touch with you where can they buy bee condoms i mean give me the spiel all right. So uh, first, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. Um, you know, get rich or get drunk trying. I wasn't able know to get it. drunk with you, but, you know, I, hopefully we get rich, rich together. Like we're going to get rich together, though. <laughs> um, anybody that wants to find or support, definitely come to uh, B Condoms. It's just a letter B, condoms with an S. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, you can also visit bcondoms.com. Um, for me, my personal is at Jason K Panda. That's my personal, but most of the stuff we do through the brand. But, um, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. If you know anybody that, that either works for any nonprofits, any retail agencies, anybody that wants to work, definitely reach out. We're always looking for partners. I love that. Absolutely. And as you guys know, every single time we will link Jason's information in the show notes. So don't write anything down. We got everything covered for you. <laughs> it was a pleasure to have you, Jason. You Play dropped so many jewels on the people. Protect the culture. I'm riled up. I saw a queen and slim last night. So I'm mm -hmm. stressed. I'm riled up. <laughs> Protect the yes, that shit was sad. Yeah. And I just, mm -hmm. ugh, I'm overwhelmed just thinking about it. So yes, protect the culture. I love it. I'm going to leave you guys with that. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me today on this episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to the show so you never miss an update. Catch me on Instagram. Email me. It's Asia at Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying. I always want to hear your feedback. I love you guys. Take care and I will see you next episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. It's your girl, Asia Absin. That was hit different by Ty Dolla Sign featuring SZA. Um, those two artists on one track, I mean, ooh feeling it. Ty Dolla Sign is a weirdo, but he keeps some bangers. So I'm rocking with that already. I've got a dope interview for you guys today. Jason K. Panda is with me. The condom king. He dropped so many jewels in this episode. It is insane. This one is packed. If you are an entrepreneur, if you are a budding business owner, this is the episode for you. 
Let's hop directly into it. Oh, and shout out to everybody who has been buying the Keep Pussy Expensive hats. They have been selling out like crazy. I think I only have black and red um, left right now. Oh, and one more thing. <laughs> I've got a bomb announcement coming for you on my Instagram in the next couple of days. So stay tuned for the Lux Life Academy drop uh, coming later this week. Now, let's hop into Jason. Jason. 